1: What you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be.
0: I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. Keep on we have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers. Welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I'm your host, Shantae Sapphire. Let's start the show. Today on the podcast, I have with me Dr. Leslie E. Brown. Dr. Leslie is not shy when it comes to building up young girls and women. She is a South Carolina native who recently returned from living on Asia's continent for the last two and a half years after rebuilding and rebranding herself. She is a thought leader, former educator, author, and the CEO and founder of Faith Heart Magazine. Over the years, Dr. Brown has worked in nonprofit, a Fortune 500 company as project manager, and an educator online and on site in K 12 and higher education institutes and facilities throughout the United States. On top of being a mother of two, she holds three university degrees. Her highest accomplishment, a doctor of education. Educational leadership with a higher education specialization. I am so excited to welcome Dr. Leslie to the podcast. Dr. Leslie, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, hello. Thank you for thank you for um, allowing me to participate on your podcast. That's no problem. We're really excited to get you here and
0: really have this conversation with you but before we get started i want you to tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio
1: <laughs> and i'm laughing because when i you know to think about that question i would have to say something that's not in my bio that i would want people to know is that i really enjoy The Lazy River. I love the beach because, of course, I'm from South Carolina. So the sunny weather, the beach weather, that's my thing. However, um, I can't swim. So... So I can't swim, but I love the lazy river. And I'm telling you this story because oftentimes that's one of my biggest challenges when I go to a resort or or have what have you, and I am attempting to get inside of the donut or, or maneuver inside of the donut. I always fall out. And so I'm afraid of my head going under the water. And my son is always laughing at me. He's always saying, mom, really? Who likes to go in the lazy river, but can't swim? And you're, always falling out of the donut. So I think I want to share that story because I want people to understand you don't have to be fearful of doing what you want to do. Step out on faith. And even though that's one of my funny stories, I think it also challenges other people to just go out there and have fun, even if it's something that that you are afraid of doing. I Absolutely love that fun fact,
0: and I don't know if you know this, Dr. Leslie, but I am originally from the island of Bermuda, so we are surrounded with beautiful (laughs) pink sand, lovely. And when you just said that you love the water but you don't know how to swim, I had a flashback to my older (laughs) brother. He also is from an island, he's from the island of Jamaica, and he grew up in Bermuda. But I was on vacation with him, and he is about 6'5 and he can't swim he can't swim right but he goes in the water (laughs) so his wife wanted to go uh snorkeling (laughs) and because he's so tall what he ended up doing was walking into the water about waist deep with her allowing her to uh, swim but he just sort of put his face in the water so (laughs) he could see but he was still standing up so I think that's Funny, but I love how you tie that into don't let fear hold you back from Sorry. what you have to do. Sometimes you want to step out on faith. That's right. Now, something else that was very interesting that was in your bio is you reference living in Asia for a period of time. Now, when I was maybe, I think I was four years old, my first international trip was to China. And I know that that has such an impact on me. I That is my first memory. That's what I remember. Wow. That's, that's the first thing I remember. Um At least as an adult. So how was living in Asia? What led you to move to Asia?
1: And how did that experience impact you today? Well, Asia was never on the agenda, to be quite honest with you. Back in 2016, I fell ill. I was actually a project manager for a major Fortune 500 education company. And I was their first project manager for the entire Southeast region. And uh, right about August, uh, the latter part of August, I fell ill. And when I mean I fell ill, I could not walk or talk for about two years on and off. So you're talking about a 35-year-old woman with two children, And I was raising my baby brother at the time because I come from a rural area, but I didn't come from a family with a lot of money. And when I fell ill, I lost everything. My home, just every single thing that you can imagine. You're talking about someone with a doctoral level degree. I've been teaching at several different colleges, online and on ground for a number of years. And so when I fell ill, lost my ability, to speak as well as walk, everything around me felt as if it had come to a screeching halt and I could not understand. So when you ask me, how do I end up in China? It was really the breath of God. God led me to China because once again, I was sending out my resume all over the place. Never once was I thinking about moving to China as one of my places to start over. And so when I was thinking about moving out of the country and living abroad internationally, the UAE was the first thing on my mind, to be quite honest. I'm like, listen, I'm going to the sun. I finally <laughs> can talk and walk again. I'm, I just need to start over. And where can I go and take my son and allow myself to breathe again? Because you're talking about someone who has been on her own for quite some time. I was a 16-year-old teen mom as well. So I was used to independence. I was used to always doing what God had called me to do. So when I lost my ability to walk, lost my ability to talk, And I could not remember long term and short term for a long time. And you're talking about somebody who drove to Walmart one day, which was about eight minutes from my old residence at that time. I couldn't even remember how to return home with my kids sitting in the back of the car. So we were stuck there at Walmart for like almost an hour. So when you ask me, how did how did I end up in China? I received this email out of the blue. Right. And receiving this email out of the blue, this prestigious university contacted me by the name of Rutgers University. And so they had uh, partnered with another college in China, uh, Northeast Normal University. And so they asked me, Would I come out and do some work for them? So I was like, What do I have to lose? You know, God, clearly you have shut every single door. For two and a half years, I'm talking about everything shut down around me. Bill collectors were calling out of nowhere. I could not talk, I could not walk. I was attending speech therapy as well as physical therapy. So by the time I gained, regained my ability to walk and talk again, and as I was sending out my resumes, God had these people literally, and and this is just an example, they probably contacted me on a Monday. I had an interview on a Wednesday. They hired me on a Friday, and then I was submitting all of my paperwork for hire by Friday or Monday, Eastern Standard Time, United States time. And so everything was just shifting and moving quickly. So, I moved to the continent of Asia for two and a half years, almost three years. And to be quite honest with you, I probably would not have returned had it not been for COVID. So, that's how I ended back in the United States. Because at that time, last February, they were talking about closing the borders. And I was like, okay, I cannot afford to stay in Asia. And something happens to me as an American and as a single mom what would happen to my son? And so that is how I came back to the United States of America, or I probably would have remained in Asia, working and partnering with other people and building Faith Heart Magazine. Wow.
0: What a miraculous (laughs) story. The way God just pivoted you, he said, you are going to Asia, whether you like it or not, but how you have come back from being in a space where you could barely, you couldn't walk or talk and you, sometimes you couldn't remember things long or short-term memory to everything that you have accomplished today. You are living proof that our God is a miraculous God.
1: Come on, yes, yes. And that's why I stand on faith. And so when God had me to first hit social media, I was known as I in shame no more. So faith was never in the description. So God at that time, you know, he spoke to me, he was like, Leslie, in order for me to be able to use you, you have to get over the shame because I want to expand your horizon. I want to enlarge your territory, but shame has a lot to do with your, you being hindered in this season. So when I started um, on social media with Facebook and Twitter at the time, I was known as I am shame no more. And then as I began to shed or break away from the shame, the hurt of losing everything, having to start over, God then said, "Okay, now I want you to rename yourself and rebrand yourself as Faith Heart. So that is where Faith Heart comes into play and how everything else is branded around Faith Heart Ministries and Faith Heart International Ministries, Faith Heart Magazine, Faith Heart Cooking and etc.
0: Listen, you (laughs) probably couldn't find a better person to tell that you stand on faith because faith (laughs) is my favorite thing. So my mom and I have a mother-daughter ministry and my middle name is Sapphire. And when we were coming up with names. My mom was just like, okay, so Sapphire Ministries. I said, no mom, faith has to be in there. So we are Sapphire Faith International Ministry. (laughs) Because I stand on faith, even as a teenager, just trying to figure out how I was going to make my way through university. I remember just repeating my favorite scripture, now faith mm-hmm. is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when we talk about faith, my, Come my on. soul just perks up because <laughs> there is nothing like walking and stepping out on faith and watching God work. But one of my friends said it to me a different way. She told me, she said, you know, you have a gift of faith. Mm. We all have faith, but some of us have a gift of having faith. So the level of level.
1: faith
0: that listen that we listen. have and the <laughs> Bible says you know faith as small as a mustard seed. Mustard
1: seed. What yes.
0: I and believe believing God for is always, I try to believe God for something and then exceed that because he said that he would do even more than that. Because he said he would do exceedingly abundantly above all I can even ask or think. So I believe in just stepping out on faith. And since we are faith women. I want you to give advice to the listeners for anybody who may be struggling with their faith in this season. What advice do you have for the listeners?
1: The first thing I would say, and this is coming from personal experience, don't fight the process. Because I remember when God was calling me to do certain things in my life, I would always fight the process. And when you're talking about faith faith has to kick in but in order for faith to kick in you have to be open to the process so oftentimes we are hindered with openness because we don't want to be vulnerable and in order to be open and in order for God to effectively use you you have to come to a place of brokenness yet vulnerability also have to emerge at the same time. And a lot of people, they can't handle being vulnerable, nor can they handle being broken. And two of the things that God has taught me is, Leslie, in order for me to use you effectively, you have to be authentic. That is why he challenged me with I am shame no more, because you have to be a truth seeker and a truth teller. And in that process of being a truth seeker and a truth teller, that's where that vulnerability comes into play because I'm also an ordained minister and a prophetess as well. And so when I'm talking to people, you have to come from a place of vulnerability. Nobody really wants to hear anything if you haven't really walked the walk or they can't really feel that connection. Because when I'm talking to people, you know, oftentimes my spirit will leap and I will know for sure for sure mhm yeah i understand what that is so you have to have this thing about you and i think in order for you to have this thing about you people have to connect with you and in order for people to connect with you people understand when something is real when something is raw when something is unapologetic and i think all of those are just great examples when i'm talking to women be real be raw be who god has called you to be be unashamed and be unapologetic in your walk because I think those things will help you to really cultivate who God has called you to be in this season or another season. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I love that. Be real,
0: be raw, be unashamed and be unapologetic about who God has called you to be. And I know in my heart, that as we show up as our authentic selves, the way God has called us, the way God created us to be, those people who are divine connections, those people whose lives, that we have to impact. will start drawing and flocking to us like a moth to a light because we represent Mm -hmm. God's light. We are the light of the world, right? So it's so important to have faith and also show up authentically the way God has created you to be because I guarantee that there is somebody waiting for you. There is somebody waiting for what God has put on the inside of you. There's somebody waiting for you to walk boldly in your purpose. So you can't (laughs) stop at trying to be Anybody else but who God has created you to be. Yes. Now, Dr. Leslie, you launched Faith Heart Mm -hmm. Magazine. I would love you to tell us what led you to launching the magazine and how well in
1: 2016. I was standing in my bedroom, right? I was packing, I think it was Detroit, Michigan, for a trip to Detroit, Michigan, because I was invited to participate in a show. I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Jewel Tankard. They used to have a show on Bravo TV, Um, Thicker Than Water. I believe that's what the show was called. But nonetheless, she was on Impact TV, which is a Christian television network, and so I was invited to come on and talk about the ordeal that I had been in, uh, my book, etc. And as I was getting dressed, I, as I was getting dressed and iron, ironing and packing my clothes, I immediately heard the Holy Spirit say, "You will start a magazine." And I stopped in my tracks and I was like, start a magazine. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, yes, you will start a magazine and call it Faith Heart Magazine. And in doing so, I immediately knew because of my life and everything that I had gone through that, you know, this magazine had to encompass real talk, real struggles, real overcomers. And why I say that is because I embody all three of those women. Real talk, because once again, it goes back to being authentic, being who God had called you to be and God tearing away all of my brokenness, all of my shame of being a 16 year old teen mom, uh, applying for food stamps when I fell ill, being unable to talk, walk memorize things. You know, that takes a blow at someone's ego, particularly when you have a doctoral level, level degree. And I'm like, God, listen, I've worked hard and I've tried to, you know, stay in my lane and do what you've called me to do only for this to happen. So, you know, you go through a lot of emotional ups and downs. And then when you talk about real struggles, because of all of my life struggles, I wanted the magazine to encompass women who were overcomers, who went through the struggles, who went through the hardships of life, but they weren't bitter. And I think that's so very important because even when you think about the the story of Ruth and Naomi, you know, she says, call me bitter, you know? And so when you think about that, so many women are bitter, but how about those women who can turn their mess into a powerful heart message. That's what I like to call it when we, uh, create interview questions for our cover girls. Tell us a little bit about your heart message and your heart message is that mess that you turned into a message. So give us your heart, share your heart with the people. And I think it's so very important because once again, we have a lot of magazines out there where people are just sharing trends. Yes. Um, you know, what they're doing in terms of the workforce, but nobody is telling you, you know what, when I was on food stamps and how I overcame that struggle, or I was a 16 year old teen mom, and this is how, you know, I beat the odds or I'm a divorced woman, mother of five, but then yet I made it. We need that. And particularly more now than ever before. We need the real talk. We need to know about the real struggles. We need for you to give us some real world strategies. And we need to see other women of all colors saying, if I can do it, you can do it. And I believe that is the core and the heartbeat of Faith Heart Magazine, because we definitely stand on Psalm 37 and take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. So when you seek the kingdom and when you seek the Lord, he will definitely give you the desires of your heart. But in doing so, you're going to have to yield to some things and surrender some things to him. So that's the story behind Faith Heart Magazine. That is such a
0: fantastic story. And I, I definitely agree that authenticity needs to be brought back to our Christian journeys. Like you said, too many times, especially in the day and age of social media, we focus on the finished product, right? That's right. The beautiful gift-wrapped product. And one thing I love um, to be able to do on this podcast is talk to, like you said, real women and hear their stories and hear how they made it through because that is how we are going to relate. Sometimes, well, most times, I can look at a a finished product and I can appreciate it. But once I understand the process in making that, that, that product, knowing that although it may have seemed like (laughs) it would never have gone any further than this, that God could still turn it around. It definitely empowers me. And I know that it, it empowers, um, our listeners. So thank you definitely for starting that. And listeners, you know, make sure that you go and grab you a copy of Faith Heart Magazine so you can continue to learn from other women about their real stories and how they have overcome. Now, Dr. Leslie, your latest book, The Miracle, The Miracle, comes after the test. Helps readers tap into their purpose without fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now we started this, this this conversation off when you you gave us your fun fact and you're saying do it even if you are afraid step out on faith. But what advice do you have for women who are they they know what they're called to do, mm-hmm. they have that understanding, but they're still afraid to show up to glow in it, to be bold in it. What advice do you have for them?
1: I think um, one of the things that I want to share with your listeners is that like Mary, Jesus's mother, and myself, I, I can relate to Mary because Mary was this poor, ordinary girl, right? She was a teenager, but yet she was chosen. She was favored by God to carry Uh, precious cargo. And I believe that we all have divine purpose. And I believe that we all can birth precious cargo. And I think one of the strategies that I want to leave with your listeners is that do not worry about the extremities surrounding your birthing process. And I think that's so very important because oftentimes people worry about their environment or people worry about what others might think or say. When God called me to birth Faith Heart Magazine or write this book, The Miracle Comes After the Test. The reason why I titled the book The Miracle Comes After the Test, because oftentimes we can't see the miracle in the process, So if you forego the journey, then you will find yourself saying, God, this is too hard. But we have to remember that labor is supposed to be hard, right? Because that's the birthing process. I've never met a woman that didn't tell me that her labor and delivery process wasn't hard. And once again, we can't worry about what it looks like on the outside, the extremities, because if we focus on what looks, what it looks like on the outside, then we can lose focus of where God is calling us to be. And I think that's another strategy that I want to share with your listeners because when God is calling you to birth purpose or be it a physical birth or a spiritual birth, you cannot take your eyes off the prize. And while you are in that labor and delivery room, and that labor and delivery room is the process, the walking out, the journey, right? The toiling, the work that you're putting in to birthing what God has called you to birth. You have to be clear on who you are and the product that God is calling forth for you to birth. For example, with Faith Heart Magazine, I cannot afford to compromise having certain cover girls on the front cover just because I like them as a person, not when I'm trying to birth what God has called me to birth. So even though I may like you as a person, what you stand for in your brand, per se, may not coincide with what God is trying to feed his flock. So I may have to say to my uh, uh, project manager, no, let's turn that down. Let's kindly decline that invitation. So we have to know when something is right in the spirit. And that is why we cannot afford to abort the process because we're so busy worried about worrying about, you know, how the outside looks or what people are saying. Can you imagine what Mary was possibly going through? When the community found out that she was with child, but yet she was not married. Can you imagine had Mary focused on the community gossip and the community slander and what uh, Joseph might have said? Joseph could have shown up and said, Mary, I no longer want to marry you. You know, you were betrothed to me. What are you talking about? What is this foolishness? You're saying that, you know, the Holy Spirit came upon you. You have to know that you know that you know, even when things don't look right, even when things don't sound right to the outside world, that God has called me to such a thing for such a time as this. So I think that's one of the strategies or some strategies that I would like to share with your listeners. Yes. And there is, you said something, you said, knowing
0: something is right in the spirit.
1: That's right. Right.
0: That is critical. That is crucial, because not every good idea is a God idea for your Mm. life. And I find that as, as people, as humans, we tend to look for the good idea because the good idea brings praise from humanity. But the God idea is a journey. Come on. There may not be any praise for the first 10 years that you're doing something. But when God has ordained you to do it, then you get it done. That's right. right? Mary, as you said, did not see the full manifestation of what Jesus would do in this earth for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) For a long time, it was just her son. That's right. It took him till he was about, what, 30 30, 33, yes. To start exercising what God had called him to do to probably turn away some of those naysayers who were still talking about her being pregnant when she was unwed. So like you said, we have to keep our eyes on the prize. And some, uh, uh, one of the ladies I had on the the podcast a few weeks ago, she said something that I thought was so profound. She said, do not mistake the cocoon for a casket. Mm. And I thought that was beautiful. Because through the process, we're in that cocoon season. God is still uh, uh pruning us, God is still getting us right, God is still making sure that we are listening to his voice and his voice only. But when we emerge at an appointed time, at, a, Come at on. an appointed time, then it's beautiful and everybody can see, right, what God was doing. But until then, sometimes it's just you and him. Come on. You and him, and you and him, and maybe a trusted person he is divinely <laughs> connected to pushing you through, but you have to have the strength. And one thing to do is always have that end goal in mind. Start with the end in mind. Say, God, I don't know what you're doing. You've given me a hint of where I'm going and I'm just going to follow you until you unlay your plans to me one step at a
1: time. That's right. That's right. And I think you mentioned something that was so very important. You know, Even if you don't have people cheering for you and it's just one other person, be okay with that. Oftentimes we're not okay with just one person helping us in the process. For the longest period of time, when I first started Faith Heart Magazine, I never had a team of people to assist me. It was only me. I was sending out all of the emails. I was creating the back end for the magazine. I was reaching out to PR uh, representatives for cover girls. And so when you're going through the process, also understand that it's okay, even if you're carrying the hefty load by yourself. And don't give up because you're not receiving the accolades like how you may have thought, you you know, people should be applauding Leslie and oh my God, nobody's cheering me on. No one is liking my post. No one is sharing. Oftentimes that's a test. From God, because God wants to see, is your heart in this for the right reason? Or are you only doing this for the praise, for the accolades, for you know, the connections? So it can also become a heart test. So we have to be very aware of what God is doing and and discerning in the spirit when we may even need to self-evaluate and and self-assess. So that's very important as well. And I think that's another uh, strategy that women need to think about. You know, self-assessment is so very important because sometimes you have to talk to yourself and say, "Okay, listen, this is not really what God is calling me to do. Or maybe this is not the right time to connect with this person. Mary only had her cousin Elizabeth who could really understand what she was going through. So even if you only have yourself or even if you only have God, be okay with that. So if you only have an Elizabeth, know that that Elizabeth helped Mary mentally, socially, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, all those in in all those ways. And that's all she needed for that appointed time. So I think that's also a very important point that women need to remember as well. I absolutely love what you said about it really being a heart
0: check, especially in the beginning. And that just drew my mind to two different experiences that I've had in my life where I can say that it was a heart check. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but by trade, by training, I'm a lawyer. Oh, wow! And, yes. And when I came back to, um, in, when I came back from university, you know, I'm bright eyed and bushy tailed 23, 23, no, jump the gun. 21, have my master's degree, 21, ready to go into, into law. And I remember in Bermuda, you have to do something that's called a pupillage. A pupillage is like an internship. And you do it for a whole year. And afterwards, you get called to the bar, which means you can practice as a lawyer. And finally, after 10 months, I got a pupillage. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I've got this pupillage. I'm excited. I'm ready to receive a paycheck. What they were paying me as somebody with a master's degree was $3.33 an hour. Oh wow. Now I was there all Early hours and late hours into the night. And during that year was a very hard year, but it made me see that I either want this because I want it, or I'm here because I this is a good career and it gave me a good paycheck. And that learnt, that taught me how to show up, right? And do my best. Cause I was giving you my best work at $3.33. <laughs> you got my best work. So it it, it allowed me to understand that this was something I actually wanted to do. And even when I started this podcast, when I started this podcast, it was probably the friends and the family that I dragged to listen to this podcast. And it was me doing everything. I mean, it's still me doing everything behind, but when I think of where we where we started and now that we are in 72 countries, last I checked with over 15,000 downloads, I'm amazed, but I still had to show up. We're on episode, I think, 78 at the time that this, yeah, 78, and I've done probably four more interviews. So I have interviewed something like 80-something women and showed up week after week after week. Nobody pays me to show up on this podcast. Nobody, Nobody's giving me the kudos, but God said, do the podcast. So I'm going to show up until he says to stop, so we have to remember that when we are doing things, we make sure our heart is in the right place, and that is something that you can realize for yourself when you know that you know that you know that you said, when you know that God told you to do something, and you have that stick to itness. You're, you're doing it, whether it looks great, you're doing it, whether you feel well or not, you're doing it, whether you want to, whether you need a vacation, you're doing it because God told you to. So I want to remember that when God gives you a word, come on, he does not change his mind. He does not lie. You stick to it and you hold on to the word that God has given you. Amen. Amen. Now. Dr. Leslie, I heard you mention Mary a few times. Is that your favorite? Type of <laughs> personality is is she is she your favorite? One of
1: my favorites.
0: <laughs> One of your favorites. What most inspires you about her, and why?
1: I think when God called me to uh, do a study on Mary, as I was writing, the miracle come after the miracle comes after the test a couple of things stood out to me. One, Mary was young. I was a young mother. I was a teen mother at 16 years old. Mary was from um, a family who was not wealthy. I too was not from a family that was wealthy. So I saw a lot of similarities um, when I was studying Mary. And I remember also at the age of 16, after having my daughter, that was the first time I really heard the Holy Spirit speak. And I was called to ministry and I was shocked about that. And so I've been in ministries ever since I was 16 years old. So to answer your question, Mary receives this revelation from the angel, right? He shows up, hail Mary, you know, you have been chosen. yeah, And I When I, the first time I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me and, and called me to preach and prophesy his word, I was like, wow, why me? You know, I'm a 16 year old mother. I have nothing to offer. And so I remember God um, just ministering to my heart. And I think that's why I see myself in Mary. I see myself in Mary from being a teen mom, from being uh, to getting married. Also, even, even the struggles in my marriage or being a divorced mom, even though Mary was not divorced. But I see myself just from the instance of just being that woman from a young person and the birthing process and understanding some of what Mary was going through and how I was being talked about in my small rural community. And so therefore I could only imagine as I was sitting and as I was studying and as I was researching and um, gathering my information, my God, I can only imagine this lady could have been stoned to death, shunned her family. I know they were embarrassed. She then goes to visit Elizabeth. And I remember having one person in my life at that time as a teen mom that I could talk to who spoke life into me. So those were just some of the correlations or some of the similarities that I saw in myself with Mary. Um, Even though Mary uh, birthed the son, I birthed the daughter, but nonetheless, the cargo was heavy. And what I mean by the cargo was heavy. We were called to carry something. And a lot of people may say, well, God didn't call you to get pregnant at 16 years old and be a teen mother, but God still had purpose for my daughter because I could have aborted her, you know, I could have done a whole lot of other things. So I think when we think in contrast or in 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 retrospect to Mary's story. That cargo that she was carrying was very precious. My cargo that I was carrying was very precious. And at that time of me giving birth and coming home and sitting in my room was when I heard the Holy Spirit speak for the first time. So in doing that, I don't know if God would have visited me and say, I want you or I'm calling you to ministry. I'm calling you to prophesy my word. I can't answer that question, but what I can say, the day I came home from the hospital and I was sitting in my bed was the first time I ever heard the Holy Spirit speak, and so I've been uh, pastoring and prophesying ever since, and everything else has been lining up by me allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to my heart and surrendering Myself. So I think those are just some of the similarities and the connections that I've made with Mary.
0: Wow. Wow. God has purpose for yes. us in every season of our lives, even if we don't see Come on. the point, even if it's painful. God can birth purpose out of pain. Mm-hmm. A lot of our purpose is actually birthed birth. out of pain. That's right. Like you said, just just like in the natural, with a woman in labor, through pain That's comes right. comes God's purpose for for that human being who's being perp, uh, birthed at that time. But God can do that with your story too. So if you're listening, I never want you to feel ashamed of your Come journey. On. Any part of your journey is a part of something that God can use. The Bible says that God will take what the enemy meant for bad and turn it around for good. All things work together for the good of those who love him and as believers, that's who we are. Dr. Leslie, this has been such a profound conversation. I have really enjoyed talking to you. And before we go, I would just love for you to tell us your three
1: top tips for thriving in your purpose. My three top tips for thriving in my purpose, number one, know your identity in Christ that is so very important because once you have a clear understanding as to who God has called you to be and who you are in Christ i believe that you know the devil may throw all of the all of his best tricks at you but because you have a clear understanding as to who God is calling you to be and where he is calling you to go out into the kingdom You know, no matter what tricks the devil may throw at you, you can overcome all things through Christ. Right. And I think number two, just be your authentic self. I don't care how jacked up your story is. God can use your story because God has turned all of my mess into powerful messages. And I, you may not, God may not give you a grand stage to stand on, but your stage may be in your community or within your church or at the school that you may teach at. I don't know where you are at this pivotal time in your life, but just be your authentic self be who God has called you to be and minister from there or carry your precious cargo into the world the way you heard God download it to your heart and i think number 3 ask God God how can i turn my mess into a powerful message because i believe that nothing just happens God has a purpose for every single Thing that you're going through, be it abuse, be it teen pregnancy, be it divorce, whatever it is, God has um, a plan. For it. It, Nothing just happens. You're not just going through that situation. And God doesn't have a plan or He doesn't have some type of agenda for why. There's always a why at the end of the day. And He understands that why. So I think that it's just very pivotal for you to ask God, God, why? And how do I uh, uh, walk out my purpose the way that you want me to walk it out, not the way that I want to? Walk it out. So, just removing self and allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to you so you can do what God has called forth for you to do in the earth realm. Thank you so much, Dr.
0: Leslie. You have given us such great tips. Such great advice during this episode. I really, truly appreciate it. Please tell the listeners where they can connect with you on social media and where they can
1: get Faith Heart Magazine and buy your book. Okay, you can connect with me online, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by just using the handle Faith Heart Mag. So that's Faith Heart Mag. F A I T-H Heart H-E-A-R-T Mag M-A-G. So Faith Heart Mag. Uh, you can download the Miracle Comes after the test on Amazon. So it also comes in the Kindle format or the hard, hard and soft copy. Thank you so much, Dr.
0: Leslie. Again, of course, Purpose Chasers, I will write down all these links in the show note so you can connect with Dr. Leslie, you can sign up for the Faith Heart magazine, and you can, of course, get her book. Again, Dr. Leslie, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slave podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe, and also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review, let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.